0: Nenar's house midwife
1: speaking.
0: Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that's an absolute brick. <laughs> I'm Callie Annakin And I'm
1: Amy Schneider.
0: We're here... For another installment of Tell the Midwife. That's right. Just making sure that we're on the right... Did you know anything about the dock workers?
1: Uh, no. Or the leukemia? Well, unless you're referring to season two of The Wire and the HBO movie Wit, (laughs) in which case... Yes.
0: No. Okay. I am referring to <laughs> an original thing, which is this episode of Call of Midwives. All right. Okay. What's so, it about, Kelly? Uh, well, it's about doc workers in leukemia <laughs> and some other. Oh, this has some fun surprises for you. Ooh, okay. And some also not fun surprises. Well, spoil for example. Yeah, Sorry, I buried the lead. Right, I got the lead out. I got the lead out. Uh, all right, listen. So this is episode two of season five. There's a bunch of dock workers. Somebody says the never, never again, and I keep not looking it up. Okay. So great. it's, you know, never, never land. I'm I don't, placing that in some sort of colloquial context.
1: <laughs> sure. It seems like like it would be like a Victorian term for like a chamber pot or something. I don't right. Know. Yeah.
0: I don't know. Anyway, in <laughs> this context, there's a woman talking about a pram and they're saying better than the never, like better than like never having it or something. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. There, is it like
1: the Upside Down?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, is that from fucking Neverwhere?
1: No, that's the Stranger Things thing.
0: Right? Oh, I don't know.
1: I think it's the Upside. I've I've never literally watched, it watched
0: nothing of Stranger Things. Well,
1: likewise. But okay, I think great. Upside Down is like the, okay. You know, I don't. know.
0: Oh, right. They have like Upside Down. Like anyway,
1: that's what those, the thing from yeah.
0: Neverwhere is the London Below. Oh yeah, so you can see why. Yeah. God. I fucking hate that book yes i know i just found out that the theater company in cincinnati is like doing an adaptation of it for the holidays Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh you mean the worst story ever (laughs) of how an idiot decided that fucking indoor plumbing wasn't important to him (laughs) (sighs) back to call the midwife yes where surprisingly they do have indoor plumbing most of the time (laughs) yeah there is a whole situation where there's a representative from marlo's baby formula and you know she's scamming the women at the clinic and being Mm. like formula's better for baby it has more vitamins and then sister evangelina comes in and says mother's breast is all that baby needs. And (laughs) Sheila's there and strangely neutral on... Well, you know, because they're giving a free packet of formula to everybody Mm -hmm. for being that, you know, so it's a whole scam. Yeah, There's a woman named Mrs. Manley, and she has, like, weighted shells to, like, uninvert her nipples. Oh. So I don't... I have no idea how this is supposed to work. Yikes. But it's supposed to be, like, pulling her nipples out. Well, I mean... I think you just described how it's yeah, supposed to work. I, I don't think I mean, Yeah, but I, I mean the, the mechanics.
1: I don't <laughs> know. Look. Right.
0: There is a Mrs. Beckett and her husband, and she wants this fancy new pram, but they don't have any money because there's no work down in the docks.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh,
0: I call him fake George Towler. Okay. Because he looks like fake George Towler. Right. From Mr. Selfridge. <laughs> now, Nurse Cranky mm-hmm. is I- implementing a new system for efficiency. Everybody's like... <sighs> like we just learned Excel (laughs) and she wants to learn new languages because they're getting more diverse people moving to poplar sure and she is going to take a Spanish class and wants everybody to come and everybody else is like fuck you we're not going to Spanish class (laughs) Nurse Boring interrupts a fight about money at the Beckett's, which is fake George Towler and his mm-hmm. wife, whose name is Stella. Okay. Stella! <laughs> and they're arguing about money, you know, and they do what these people in Poplar always do, which is like, I'm Nurse! <laughs> and the nurse is like, Oh, I was trying very hard not to hear you. <laughs> so they're like, You know, what we do and she's like you're a certified financial planner right (laughs) she was like oh you can go on public assistance and they're like no talk about the never never (laughs) Mrs. Manley whose first name was Connie she has her baby in the first 10 minutes this is the the call the midwife promise (laughs) usually it's not an exact science if the baby is born within the first 10 minutes it's probably fine and there's nothing wrong with the baby right the problem is with the mother. Mm, yeah. Like, whatever her damage is. Right.
1: Or sometimes they're just saving up a worse baby for the end of the episode. Yeah, exactly. A, like,
0: sometimes They like to play just...
1: the good baby, bad baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Are you a good baby? Or a bad baby? I'm not a baby at all. I'm someone with dwarfism who's teaching you a very important lesson. I think that episode is coming up. Okay. Um... <laughs> Patsy is annoyed because it's nighttime and they're all hanging out, and no one else is drinking Campari with her. No. And you know, <laughs> Trixie's going on about all this, like, oh, well, alcohol's just beastly on the complexion. <laughs> and I'm like, are you seriously doing the anonymous part? Like, everybody, <laughs> like, you can't just go. From being wasted yeah. all the time <laughs> to suddenly being fine. Right. So, anyway, Patsy's annoyed by that. Nurse Boring isn't drinking because she's boring. And she's writing a boring letter to her boring dad, who's a boring vicar.
1: Right. See, this is the thing. A uh, recovering alcoholic, fine. Teetotal, go to hell.
0: What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Don't you know that consciousness is a scourge? <laughs> Then there is the Spanish class, and oh my gosh, what a special guest we have in Mr. Mason from Downton Abbey. Oh. Yeah. Old Mr. Mason. Old Mr. Mason. Yeah. He's there to hit on Nurse Cranky. (laughs) And Nurse Cranky is like, oh, I just came to learn Spanish. But he, I don't know, lingua fraca, a pun. (laughs) So then Mrs. Beckett gets her pram and she's like, oh, what came up with the docks again. And I'm like, in 1960s London, <laughs> there's more dock work when there wasn't before dock work. I'm skeptical. <laughs> then Sister Evangelina argues about formula with Mrs. Manley and is like, because Mrs. Manley's nipples haven't quite verted. Sure. Di- diverted. I don't know what you call it when I your nipples e-verted. are fine. Anyway. They haven't done what they're supposed to do. And right. she's having a very difficult time getting baby to latch. Yeah. And it's very difficult. But sister of Angelina keeps saying, Mother you know, all you know, mothers can do it and blah blah blah. Uh-huh. You know, she's like Rosie the Riveter, but for breastfeeding. <laughs> we can boob it. <laughs> Nurse Boring goes to the pub to give some medicine to the <laughs> pub lady. She goes into the pub not to have a beverage, but right. to give the bartender some powder for her daughter or something. <laughs> and then she sees fake George Towler there, and she hears from the bartendress that he's been sitting there nursing the beer all day mm. because he is not working at the docks mm-hmm. and pretending to his wife. And he's like, oh, you won't sign anything, nurse. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah." but don't worry. Frank Sabaka gave him a loan to cover it. Exactly. Yep. So there's
0: another an update on the manly baby. I don't know why I even wrote that down. <laughs> They're all like, "Oh, she's not breastfeeding." And Sister Mary Cynthia is like, "Well, did you tell her?" She's kind of the Agnes Towler of this show, actually. <laughs> yeah. like, did you tell her it's fine to use formula? <laughs> and Sister <laughs> Evangelina is like, "Nope." <laughs> Spanish class is canceled due to illness. Oh no! Qué lastima, <laughs> Mister Mason. Mr. Mason says that he lost his wife years ago and asks Nurse Cranky out. And she's like, yeah, okay, fine. (laughs) Vicar Tom is out feeding the tramps. He apparently does this nightly. All right. And Nurse Boring is like, oh, you're very boring. Why don't we have a romance? (laughs) She wants advice from him on whether or not she should tell Mrs. Manley about fake George Towler not working. Right. Anyway, he is (laughs) noncommittal. Mr. Mason then invites himself on a car date. So... Nurse Cranky has a car. She's very independent, you know, mm-hmm. woman in her, like, probably late 50s, early 60s. Okay. She's got her automobile, and, you know, they talk about, oh, we could, you know, go on a date and, you know, have this date trip, and she wants to stop at this service station and try their new restaurant, and they are old people making a date. Okay. Sister Monica Joan is very happy to see that Nurse Cranky is happy she's just been very pleasant ever since starting her spanish classes mrs whatever her name is mrs beckett i'm like what are their names i just wrote mrs b and i'm like this doesn't narrow it down (laughs) so she goes down to the dock offices to try to drop his dinner off for her husband Mm -hmm. and is informed by mean old mr moneybags that (laughs) he doesn't work at the docks anymore and then she faints Uh, fair dock sickness (laughs) sister mary cynthia offers the formula to mrs manley on Mm -hmm. her rounds and mrs manley has now gone completely insane Mm -hmm. and is obsessed with feeding her baby from the breast convinced she can do it sister mary cynthia is skeptical but she's like okay i'm not gonna like call you a liar but (laughs) all right fine yeah There's more fighting between the Beckett's. Mrs. Beckett kicks fake George out in front of Nurse Boring. So, you know, living that popular life. Nurse Boring tries to advocate for fake George at the docks Mm. to mean old Mr. Moneybags. And he's like, oh, he's father and his father weren't lazy like he is. He's lazy. Whatever. He's lazy. Yeah.
1: I mean, maybe he's lazy. It happens.
0: The girls get liberated. (laughs) They're all drinking. Oh, Nurse Crane asks if they'll give her a makeover which is very Uh, cute yes and she sees she sees mr mason he's like oh you look different she's like i may have gotten a new cardigan (laughs) (laughs) and nurse crane nurse cranky says something nice to the girl's she says, you're not given opportunities. You grab them with both hands, mm. which I just enjoyed. Yeah. I actually, I like her character a lot. Mm-hmm. My memory of her is that she was sort of this like annoying foil they uh-huh. brought in. But she's actually got a whole arc, which is more than I can say for Nurse Boring, mm. who really is just there, it seems, to like react off of people. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mr. Manley finally, I think he goes to Nanata's house and he says that his wife is in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Sister Mary Cynthia shows up and the baby's dehydrated because the baby hasn't been eating. Right. And they, you know, they get the baby situated. Mm. So she does She does a great job of sort of trying to like help the damage here. Yeah. Mrs. Manley kind of gets in her own head about it and Sister Mary Cynthia's like, you can't be doing that shit right now. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. now, all that matters is your baby and we're going to feed the baby. Yeah. We can worry about your mental health later.
1: <laughs> right. Mrs- when your baby's in college is usually about when... Yeah.
0: He- <laughs> Mr. Beckett is found, and I thought he had, like, been beaten or something, but he's, like, laying in, like, a ditch. Well, not a ditch. The docks equivalent of a ditch. uh, Sure. Just behind some stuff. (laughs) And Sister Mary Cynthia talks to Sister Evangelina, and she's like, um... Okay, so, like, did you tell Mrs. Manley that using formula was what, like, shit mothers do? And Sister (laughs) Evangelina's like, no way! I would never say that! And she's like, okay, well, basically... Whatever you said, that's how she took it and her baby was dying. Yeah, And Sister Evangelina, This I really liked this with yeah. Sister Evangelina because yeah. she is somebody I feel like we see very stubbornly like refusing to admit that she's wrong yes. in a lot of instances. But here she immediately is like, oh my God.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't mean it that way. Of course it's fine to go on formula. I've got to go talk to this woman. Yeah. And it turns out that... Fake George has pneumonia. Ah. So he wasn't lazy. He has pneumonia. Oh, I see. Then Sister Evangelina goes to talk well, to Connie. from
1: lying behind things all the time. Well, he did get kicked out of his house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, also, he paid for that pram by selling his dock hook. Ah, okay. That was important. That makes and- sense purportedly emotionally affecting, <laughs> but I didn't care about
1: most of these people. That's so, why so I was like, but I stole the baby to buy you some new boat hook polish.
0: <laughs> Sister Evangelina goes to talk to Connie Manley, and Connie starts apologizing to Sister Evangelina. And Sister mm. Evangeline stops her. She says, no, I'm the one who's sorry mm. because I made you feel As if you had failed somehow and that wasn't my intention. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. if you can't breastfeed your baby, that's fine. So Mm -hmm. this is a nice scene. Yeah. Nurse Crane is treating a woman with dementia on her rounds. And then Patsy shows up because they've fucked up the rotor. (laughs) Rota?
1: Rota. Okay. Yeah.
0: I always think it's the British thing of like rotor, Uh, but they're saying it rota, but it is rota.
1: Yeah, it is rota.
0: The more you blow... So she's in there, and this woman has dementia, and saying, oh, hello, mother, blah, 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 and who should walk in but her husband? Guess who her husband is?
1: Who's her husband?
0: Mr. Mason.
1: Oh, my God. Because he
0: said he lost his wife. He never said that she died. (laughs) Like, didn't work for Mrs. Lovett. It's not going to work for you, Mr. Mason.
1: By the way, I was just re-listening to that soundtrack, and in 2017, Sweeney Todd starts to make a lot of sense.
0: Oh, hell yeah. What, you mean eating people? Yes. Yeah. Let's definitely eat some people. Let's make it happen. I'm fattening some up right now. (laughs) I mean, it always made sense.
1: I know, but I just found it uh, a little bit more. (laughs) Like, we do all deserve to die.
0: Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah hell yeah we all have deserved to die the whole time fair enough i don't know if you heard me before but consciousness is a scourge (laughs) anyway so it's awkward yeah and he kind of is like oh and nurse crane's like no 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 you know okay bye (laughs) yeah and so she and patsy who i keep wanting to call pats because i'm like this is like she's kind of tall like joanna lumley Uh but she's not pat right (laughs) Yeah. I don't want to put that on I mean, Patsy.
1: Nobody is. No. <sighs> not even Eddie.
0: I wish. God, Patsy's fabulous. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So in the car, Patsy's like, I'm not going to ask you to explain, but like, can I buy you a cup of tea? Like, it seems like that was a whole thing. Mm-hmm, and, you mm-hmm. know. It's a nice little scene yeah. where Patsy's like, hey, uh, we've all got lives. Turns out even you, Nurse Cranky. <laughs> so not only does Johnny have pneumonia, he has leukemia Oh no! of the blood.
1: It's yeah. the only
0: kind there is. So like they make up or whatever and he's going to die. I do not care about this at all. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like I didn't care about either of these people yeah. to begin with. Yeah. And that's the thing that's a little bit difficult here. And I guess you get this in a show like Law & Order But like Law & Order is so ridiculous Yeah
1: like you don't you don't care About the people in Law & Order It's just
0: you care about Jack McCoy And whether or not he's gonna get A conviction (laughs) right you know that's Where the emotional investment is yeah And in this story none of like I care more about the people when The nurses are invested in them Mm -hmm, And -hmm. nurse boring is so Boring right that I'm like what Why are you oh still you Okay great (laughs) yeah anyway she he wants to induce her labor so that he can see the baby before like he's apparently got days to live mm-hmm. sister angelina goes to see sister julianne and Mm -hmm. is like listen i may have lost sight of my original vows to god what with all this midwife business Uh i want to go spend time with a closed order and not talk and just listen to god and sister julianne's like that seems extreme (laughs) and sister evangeline is like bitch i am extreme (laughs) and then it's the opening to csi (laughs) Um, nurse crane is you know very distracted in her life. Mm-hmm. And then it's at Nanata's house, and Sister Monica Joan comes in and says, A man is here to see you. <laughs> Nurse Cranky is like, I don't want to talk to that guy. And Sister Monica Joan says, I do not like greens, and yet they are very good for me. <laughs> <laughs> and nurse cranky says what i often say which is i don't need another friend <laughs> yeah. i don't need this guy i don't need another friend mm-hmm. trixie and nurse boring have permission now to induce the labor of stella beckett it's a whole conversation at the dinner table and sister julianne's like no it's very dangerous and they're like please and she's like, <laughs> okay fine whatever <laughs> Like, I don't even run this fucking place.
1: <laughs> Please, can we endanger
0: this woman? Please. Oh, all right. <laughs> Sister Evangelina is packing, and then Sister Monica Joan comes in and starts unpacking for her. Uh huh. And then she starts crying and saying, What will I do? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Are they, like, have they had a whole thing going on? <laughs>
1: like, what? Yeah.
0: I never thought of them as close. Right. So I don't know what that's about.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, they... I mean, I I wouldn't say I thought of them as close, but I mean
0: members of yeah. the order who are there yeah so i don't know yeah so i mean because I, I mean you know yeah. like in the trouble with angels how the reverend mother and sister legory are best friends right but like, i'm just like i feel like this isn't supported by the text
1: right yeah i mean i'm, I'm kind of well you. and
0: i just you know sister monica joan is sane in the way that springfield is a city sometimes <laughs> and other times a town right on the simpsons yeah like, it's like sometimes she's very astute and other times she is not right Whatever uh narrative economy dictates. Yes. Dr. T, who I always think of this show as like Dr. T and the women. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he is there while they're inducing the labor, and he is attempting to tell fake George about football to like keep him alive until the baby comes. (laughs) He almost dies several times. Uh Uh-huh. Stella delivers a baby boy. They manage to hustle her in to show the baby to a dying Johnny and man. She has a dope hound's tooth coat. Yeah. There are so many great hound's tooth coats on this show, and yeah. I have been Googling and not finding. Any that are up to my standard. I'm
1: sorry. I know your feelings on Houndstooth.
0: Yeah, I care much more about Houndstooth than anything that's happening in this episode.
1: <laughs> you, can spot, you can spot Houndstooth from like a hundred yards away. I
0: can indeed. It's a fun game. <laughs> Nurse Crane is being all, I'm not gonna go to Spanish class anymore. And Patsy's like, just fucking go to Spanish <laughs> class. So she does and it's fine. <laughs> then there's... Cool story
1: called a midwife.
0: At Johnny's funeral, rich old Mr. Moneybags give Mrs. Beckett some money. See, I thought this was going to be a great storyline about how going on public assistance is fine. Uh, But then it wasn't. It was about how a rich person is going to have a sudden change of heart and bail you out. (laughs) Which has happened, surprise, literally never. (laughs) And then she gives some tramps. Some food, okay. which I guess I'm supposed to give a shit about right. the tramps suddenly.
1: <laughs> the vicar's got that handled. Yeah. Money bag, like that, y- oh, and, you're not and, getting a salary and from money she bags. she gets
0: Johnny's dock hook back to put up on the mantle. I'm like, yeah, until she needs to pawn it again. Yeah. The vicar says that Nurse Boring is a better person than he-, he is, and he's better at giving advice, and she should have like meddled more, which I'm never pro-meddling, but <laughs> whatever. He's a vicar. Yeah. <laughs> and then Sister of Angelina leaves. Okay. And she's like, bye. All right. So that's the end of that episode.
1: Okay. Well, I'm I'm sorry to see Sister Evangelina go.
0: Me too. I was very bummed. Yeah. But actually, like, from a character perspective, I thought it made sense that it was handled well. Yeah. Yeah. Unlike the entirety of Nurse Boring. <laughs> On to season five, episode three. Mm-hmm. We open on tenement living. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Yikes. And it's like, oh, technologically it's shitty. But, boy, the relationships, though. <laughs> uh, that's what I always think of <laughs> when I think of tenements. It's yeah. The lasting friendships. The
1: camaraderie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like, don't you remember the movie Ragtime? <laughs> didn't work out for anybody. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin threw his wife out. <laughs> Patsy is delivering a baby for a woman named Jeanette. And it's this whole thing where, you know, there's there's Granny Meg or Nana Meg or, you know, one of those names yeah. for grandmothers. And she's giving all the kids in the neighborhood jam and bread and sends a piece of jam and bread at some old man named Stan who <laughs> lives in a chair. <laughs> The dad, notably, is Asian. I believe he's from China. Mm-hmm. And his name is Benny Su. Okay. So I, le- I was like, oh, wow, look. Yeah, there you go. Here's that diversity nurse crank he was talking
1: about. <laughs> Maybe he speaks Spanish. He
0: does <laughs> They named the baby Marina because Benny had to cross an ocean to get back to them. So I don't know what his deal is, but...
1: Well, ocean ha- crossing.
0: Well, he has a British accent. So-
1: Fathering children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's pretty much what everybody in Poplar does. <laughs> The vicar is talking to Nurse Boring and Sister Nobody, and he's, <laughs> gosh darn it, he's won this pesky dinner at an Indian restaurant, you know, in the nicer part of London. He doesn't even want to go, but I guess since he has to go. Will Nurse Boring go with him? I'm already tired of telling you about
1: this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Trixie's on her day off, and she gets all dolled up and very Trixie-like, and Nurse Boring is clearly like, should I go out with this vicar? Fuck you, nurse, boring.
1: God, I would love to be at the next. Like this is like when you're at a restaurant and the table next to you is two boring people on a first Ok Cupid date. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, and
0: it's a multi episode arc. (laughs) So strap on your boring (laughs) dress. It's about to get dull.
1: I don't own any boring dresses.
0: That's a good point, actually. <laughs> you, you don't. So Sister Winifred is Sister Nobody. Okay. I'm going to keep calling her Sister Nobody. But she has a name. <laughs> and she's teaching, like, co-teaching a class with a Mrs. Whitmore. And it turns out Mrs. Whitmore's pregnant. Oh, no! <laughs> because she's single. Rutt-row. Oh, also Delia's moving in. They do the whole thing where they're like, oh, Delia's going to live at Ninata's house. And then like, she just shows up in these (laughs) random subplots. I'm like, I don't think you're doing a great job with this.
1: They're just like, shit, we didn't write her in this episode. Just walk in the background of this That literally
0: happened in this episode. (laughs) Miss Whitmore, it turns out, because basically Nurse Nobody is like, I'm sure your fiancé will do the right thing. And Miss Whitmore is like... I'm not engaged. And Nurse Nobody is like, well, I'm sure you'll get engaged. She's like, "Oh, he's married. <laughs> Trixie bought a new dress oh. and nurse. Boring is hemming it for her. All right. And Nurse Boring is sort of like a backdoor asking about like, how do you feel about your breakup and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Trixie's just like, oh, I don't think we were, you know, meant to be together. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the bullshit people say when they break up. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Whitmore lady is sort of figuring out what's going on because she keeps yakking in the toilet. <laughs> and then Jeanette, who delivered baby Marina. Mm-hmm. The first thing that right. we saw is very, very sick. It's an infection of some kind. Patsy's there and, you know, mm-hmm. she's not sure what's going on. Benny tries to feed old Stan again. <laughs> and then Jeanette is like picking at her blanket. Mm-hmm. And like, Patsy and Dr. Turner are like, oh, we know what this might be. And I'm like, quit having fake suspense. <laughs> They're not going to. Right. No, that's. So. They call an ambulance.
1: It's what they start when they're breaking out each episode. They're like, they put in a giant box, fake suspense, and they figure out what goes on either side.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That happens a little later. Oh, uh, well, sure. Miss Whitmore's boyfriend meets her in person. He wants her to get an abortion. They can't afford it. His name is Jeremy. Never trusted Jeremy <laughs> is what I wrote down. And yeah. he gets up to leave and she's like, we still love each other, don't we? And he was, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, Bye. <laughs>
1: Not in the sense of, like, seeing each other ever, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Just in a vague, uh, you, I, you're not around anymore Wait, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> I don't have to deal with the responsibility of my actions. Right. Um, so we find out that this is typhoid that Jeanette has. Okay. And it's very rare mm. at this point. And Patsy recognizes it because her mother and sister were in a prison camp? I don't know what prison camp they were in. What? I know.
1: Don't be in a prison camp.
0: <laughs> I, I, I I need to look into Patsy's backstory and be like, yeah. why were y'all in a prison camp? Yeah. Ginger's, probably. Yeah.
1: Ireland or something? I don't I know. I don't know.
0: She's not Irish. Yeah. So who knows? Yeah. And I mean, it's the 60s. So what? Yeah. I don't uh, know.
1: I mean, you know, they. They were fighting the Irish for from, you know, 1200 to 1990s, yeah. so.
0: Dorothy Whitmore is this one's full name, and she calls Jeremy at home, and he blows her up. He's like, oh, yes, I'm sorry, you have the wrong, you know, does the whole mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And nurse boring, boring is about her date with the vicar. <laughs> Fred shows up, finally. Mm-hmm. And he's gardening and, like, giving advice to the vicar on marriage, and it's, Boring. Yeah. Mrs. Whitmore, or I'm sorry, Miss Whitmore is on the street. Right. She's been kicked out by her landlady. because oh. She found her antenatal drugs mm. and some other stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, no, I ain't it. <laughs> <And> <laughs> kicks her out. Miss Whitmore shows up at Nanata's house, and they get her a spot in a women's hostel. And uh, the nurses are in Compline, which I think in Catholicism is Vespers.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Nurse, I'm sorry, Sister Nobody is very upset in Mm complain Jeanette is still very sick in the hospital and then that's
1: typhoid for you
0: Jeremy drops an envelope at Miss Tucker's that's the landlady of Miss Whitmore and Mm -hmm. then drives away real fast (laughs) and she picks it up then Patsy's off midwifery for the moment, because she was exposed to the typhoid. Mm,
1: mm-hmm. I
0: feel like sometimes this show thinks that I understand things that I don't understand. <laughs> because they get into it where it's like, if you're a carrier of typhoid, the government puts you on a register. But mm. like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You can live mostly a completely normal life. Uh-huh. But in and, and they're like, just wash your hands. And I'm like, I don't understand... <laughs> what you think typhoid is or how it's communicated. <laughs> right. Or why you seem to think that I would have any knowledge about this. Yeah. I just feel like they always make this show as if it is only for people who were alive when this was happening. <laughs> right. Miss Whitmore takes a long time in the toilet again at the hostel. Mm-hmm. So she's not making any friends. <laughs> Sister Julian then confronts Sister Nobody about Miss Whitmore and Sister Nobody I guess feels like angry at her because she's a teacher and sister nobody was a teacher and she's like it is a privilege to teach children and she's thrown it all away and sister julian's like bitch we're here for people to have babies yeah what are you talking about
1: yeah you know what else is a privilege getting laid
0: yeah well not for them (laughs) yeah there's a whole typhoid summit and this woman named Angie is racist about Benny. She's like, oh, but he brought the typhoid in. He I'm <laughs> Old Meg is like, you get on out of my house, which is, you know, nice. Yeah. yeah. Because this is where we get sort of like old timey people dealing with racism in a way that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that Meg would have defended any Asian person. Mm-hmm. But, you know. She's like, oh, you know, he's one of the good ones, right? You know? Right, right. So like that makes there's a personal relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. kind of thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And Sister Mary Cynthia finds that Stan died in his chair, and they think he probably also had typhoid.
1: Mm. Could have been jam poisoning.
0: <laughs> Tell me more <laughs> about this condition.
1: Well, you know, your body builds up a tolerance towards jam, but if you go without it for a while, then, um. You're missing vital jam-based nutrients.
0: <laughs> Thank you. This has been Amy's Medical Minute.
1: Uh, brought to you by the Jam Council.
0: I told them to keep their fingers out of our podcast. Miss Whitworth's
1: landlady.
0: <laughs> making jokes when I'm talking. It makes it very hard to edit. <laughs> You got any more jams?
1: <laughs> no, I, I I think I'm good. I really do.
0: Miss Whitmore's landlady rats her out at s- the school that she works at um. and is fired immediately. And they bring sister nobody in to replace her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Uh," And I'm like, I don't see how they're going to ring a happy ending out of this one. Because yeah. this show is like... It's both accurate, but also preternaturally optimistic Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about most of what happens. Yeah. So Patsy's investigating the typhoid. They're doing blood tests on people to find out who the carrier is. Miss Whitmore, she got money. I don't know where she got the money from. This is horrible. So Mm -hmm. she has this money and... They're kind of intercutting the the blood testing and Whitmore kind of going about what she's doing mm-hmm. playing take good care of my baby which is fucking horrible yeah Whitmore drinks surgical spirits which for a minute I was like why surgical then she gets out the wire hanger Ah and uh, we don't see mm-hmm. you know it kind of hands away and then we see her bloody hands like gripping. I okay, don't want to talk yes, about yes.
1: Let's not. I don't want to talk about it either.
0: Anyway, yeah. Again, if you aren't pro-choice, you're a monster. <laughs> you're a monster. Yeah. We see Nurse Boring picking out her outfit for her stupid date. Boo. Patsy has figured it out, and she's like, "Hey, maybe you should tell Trixie before you go on the date, because then if she is upset, like she'll have some warning." Yeah. Nurse Boring ignores this sage advice. <laughs> Miss Whitmore is in a very bad way. She's at the bus stop and passes out and this little guy's like, There's more teacher. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Not the girl, the show. You can see there's a big spot of blood on her dress. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she is hemorrhaging. Yeah. It turns out Nanny Meg is the typhoid carrier. Uh... Oh, the mother to the village and she's very upset and basically, you know, Sheila's like you can live a mostly normal life <laughs> and then she has OCD. She's just constantly scrubbing her hands with a brush. Mm. Peter, oh, Chummy's Peter. Oh, uh, he has to go talk to the the nurses about Miss Whitmore and he's like, "Uh, oh, we have to prosecute her. There's this whole situation. Mm-hmm. We need to question her and see if she went to an abortionist." Mm-hmm. And, you know, nurse, nobody feels bad as she kind of should. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not that I think she could have done anything particularly more. Because uh-huh. I'm like, you know, they can't be taking every person who falls on hard times in at Nanata's house. Right, right. You know, but, you know, yeah. they got her a spot at the hostel and did these things. Yeah. They couldn't have possibly prevented the landlady from ratting her out. Yeah. So, I, you know, yeah, I don't anyway, know. she feels all this responsibility that I'm not certain. She needs to be feeling, but also I hate her. Yeah, so I'm torn.
1: Right, it's always tough.
0: But she's like upset that she'll be charged with this crime, and right. she's like later begging Peter, like, "Can't I make an exception?" And s- spoiler, they do at the hospital. Benny goes in, and her bed is empty, mm-hmm. but guess what? She's fine. <laughs> Sister Nobody goes to see Miss Whitmore and, you know, is like being like a nice friend. I don't know what happens next because all I wrote was, uh, nurse boring, you suck. (laughs) Oh, and we get this scene, which I really liked, where Nurse Cranky is talking to Trixie about like nights off or something like that. Mm -hmm. And she says like the nicest thing to her. She's like, I think I have an idea where you go on Tuesday nights. And I'm all for it. And like, it's just a really nice thing because Mm -hmm. Trixie's obviously feeling very vulnerable.
1: Mm -hmm. Because, Mm -hmm. I
0: mean, God, it must have been very small in the 50s, particularly in a working class neighborhood. Yeah. Anyway, but it's just a nice moment with Nurse Cranky. I think this is the episode where I was like, you're not so bad. (laughs) Jeanette is home. And I think she's telling Patsy she's just like, Nana Meg won't hang out with anybody anymore. She won't hold the baby. She's just afraid of infecting people, which, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. She did almost kill her daughter. Right. And she definitely killed old Stan. (laughs) So let her have her time. (laughs) (laughs) Nurse Boring and the vicar are drinking milk like dweebs (laughs) after their Indian food. That was the advice that Fred also gave, apparently, was to drink milk after you have Indian food.
1: Oh, right. Sure.
0: And Trixie sees them. So good job, Nurse Boring. (laughs) You suck. (laughs) Yeah, Bart. Yeah. Sister Monica Joan is very upset. I can only imagine
1: how bland 1950s Indian food in England was. Right? And the milk.
0: (laughs) Sister Monica Joan is upset about the Nana Meg thing and makes this dumb metaphor about weeds because Fred has been weeding the garden. Uh. She's taking all of the weed flowers and replanting (laughs) (laughs) them. Again, why is she allowed to do (laughs) so? (gasps) Oh, <gasps> Patsy then brings Nana Meg to see these new council flats. This was in the opening narration about, you know, oh, there's all of these new high rises and Nana mm. Meg is very opposed to them. Okay. Patsy convinces her that living in the council flats, you know, it's easier to keep things clean.
1: Mm.
0: All these things. I'm not. I'm sure that's true. Yeah. I'm not sure how much better it is for her germologically. <laughs> <laughs> medically yeah. but at least psychologically yeah it gives her this sense of like my family is living somewhere separate than me even though they can all come visit like right, right. it's just easier for me in my mind i mm-hmm, think
1: mm-hmm. Is, that makes sense that's what i think yeah. they don't go into it yeah
0: oh good news sister nobody gets to uh sub in for miss whitmore and miss whitmore just leaves <laughs> um, she she lives right. she isn't charged with the crime and it's fine i get like but it's just you know she's not yeah. going to probably do well yeah and then i mean they leave it in that same sense but i'm like you know i feel like it would have been a bit a bit more narratively satisfying had she like died or gone to prison. Yeah. Now, they do say in the voiceover that in nineteen sixty one the British government had decided to stop prosecuting lonely, desperate women mm. and they mm-hmm. were focused more on the abortion providers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I mean, and I don't know. I feel like they probably have to walk a really fine line with I
1: would this imagine. show yeah.
0: when it comes to abortions. Yeah. Because I don't know. I'm yeah. not getting into yeah. this. Yeah, let's not. But I think it would have been a lot more interesting to see it. Now I do know yeah. that eventually there's going to be like this birth control clinic and I'm curious to see oh, hmm, yeah. where they're going with that. Yeah. But we're not there yet. No, also we get in the previous episode when sister Evangelina wanted to leave and right. go off to the cloistered order. Sister Julianne said that we have to ask mother J. Sue Emanuel. In this one she says, Mother Jesu Emmanuel says you can go teach the class, nurse no or sister nobody. Yeah. And I'm like, Is she the maris of this show? Like, who is this bitch? <laughs> yeah, so the typhoid family is fine. Okay. And we'll probably never see them again. Hooray. But again, that's what's <laughs> difficult about this. It's well, like this right. tragedy of the week with these people that we never encounter again.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. And
0: again, it's a small part of this you know it's a close-knit community right, right and i understand why you can't get into this sprawl yeah but it just does feel like you know it's procedural yeah and that yeah. does create a bit of emotional distance at times
1: yeah i can see that and i mean it's like yeah like couldn't you like bring people back occasionally but it's like then you've got it well
0: well yeah i'm you, looking at my notes like, i don't think i cried at all during this one oh wow I did cry when Nurse Cranky went to the flamenco class, and I cried when Sister Evangelina talked to Mrs. Manley about Mm -hmm. formula and being wrong in the previous episode, but it looks like no crying in this episode. Yeah. Because it was transparently an excerpt from the memoir (laughs) called The Midwife.
1: Wow. No crying in Poplar.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to wrap this here with these two episodes. Okay. We'll be back next time. So until then,
1: (laughs) up up yours yours downstairs, downstairs
0: luncheon out.